Welcome back to Backhanded Compliments with your host, Kevin Papin, and my co-host, Sarah Candeloro. Sarah, you know who I am really, really impressed by? Who? Uh, this woman, her name is Sarah Arani. She's a professional tennis player. You might have heard of her. Yeah, pretty pretty successful. Pretty successful. And you know why I'm impressed? Why? She has made a successful pro tennis career with the serve that she has. Ooh. Oof. Ouch. Ouch. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. All right. So the Australian Open, we're in the middle of the tournament. And Murray is out. out. Sad day. But won a match and lost to a qualifier. Uh, but, but he played well. Played well. He's on his, he's on his comeback train. And it's because he's a robot, so he's a train. I was going to say, our bionic king is, he's still killing it. The robots will take over soon. Yes. So good for Murray. And we all have been, uh, you know, chipped, so he'll get in. So the Australian Open is going on. Uh, Kerber, she's out. But I got to say, can't win a match, but God damn, I would hate to play her in the tournament. I would not want to come across that squat forehand ever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, honestly, I could probably beat her on a good day, but... Actually, she runs. She runs. She runs. She runs. She, I. Who did she even lose to? Do we know? Literally, no idea. Doesn't. Yeah. She uh, could lose to been anyone. Any of the one hundred and twenty-seven other people in the draw, truly. But then could also beat every single one of them. It, exactly. I. I still think that Kerber will win another slam. I would not disagree with that. Partially because I really want her to. Yeah. And also because, like, you can't trust her. Yeah. Can't what's trust the, her as far as you can throw what's her. What's the song, Can't Trust a Hell? Can't? No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. You know who else is out? Who? Sasha Zverev. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and he's out to our, our friend, Dennis. Yeah, love him. And listen to his song, Drip, oh. now available on Spotify. Oh, my God. It probably yeah. got more plays it's than us. with... Quarantine Mutet. Oh, God bless It's them. really bad. Uh, but kind of funny. Well, you know, he's he's a funny guy. He's 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 a funny man. But I just want to say about Zverev, what happened to the new big three with him, Medvedev, and Djokovic? Well, Djokovic is back in Serbia. <laughs> we know that. Medvedev, he's still... he's He could be part of a new big three, he, for sure. He could. He's swinging along. And uh, Zverev lost in the fourth round. And still has yet to be a top 10 player in a Grand Slam. And is 4-15 and 15 against top 20 in Grand Slams. That is terrible. I'm like 1-15 against top 15. <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> Do better. Oh, my God. Bless him. Yeah. He needs some Jesus. All right. Um, so Karatsev, he's out. We do love a Karatsev. We talked about him last time. He probably is still in the top five in winners, though. He hit 107 in one match. Yeah, unreal. And in the match he lost, I'm pretty sure that also... No, I was going to say it went five, but it didn't go five. He probably hit 200. Yeah, it was a lot, though. He hit a lot of winners, but also had like a million unforced errors, which is why he's... Out. I'm getting some Kevin Papen vibes uh, from his tennis game. <laughs> yeah, he's basically just swinging for the fences and praying. Swinging on a prayer. Our next player that we're going to talk about is Emma Raducanu. She is out of the tournament, but, you know, she did do something that she hasn't done in a long time. 
She got a win. She did get a win. She beat Sloan. Good for her. Uh, And it was really a back and forth match. It Back and forth, for sure. Yeah. And it was a good one, I gotta say. Yeah, those WTA scorelines can be bagel after bagel. And, you know, one for me, one for you. And then that third set can just be so tight. Yeah, and it it was good. It was The tennis was good. Both of them looked like they were playing good. I hope Sloan... I hope Sloane does does her damn thing because who doesn't like Sloane? And she just got married. We love her. Well, she maybe she's still on like that wedding high. But Radakanu, well, she had the blisters, oh uh, my and God. you know, I like to see that she took some positives out of the loss. She was saying she learned some things about her game. She was like, I haven't hit a slice forehand since I was like fifteen. I saw her hit yeah. one. I said, I've never seen. That. She said, I actually learned I'm pretty good at it still, and I I'm gonna put it in my game. So she said. People in her team didn't want her to play, and she said, well, let me figure out, like, other ways to win. Mm. So, you know, you love to see that from a young player, not just pull out because they're scared of losing. She kind of embraced it. Well, good for her. I, yeah. Uh, I, I do like to see that because I, he- I did see her forehand slice, and I thought, who the hell? Well, let's talk about someone who won with blisters, though, Kevin. <laughs> who? Amanda Anasimova. She has... She okay. So by this time in in the Australian Open, she is out. But only recently, it was to Barty. She's pretty good. Anna Samova. She has had a great tournament. She had some great wins, and then beats Osaka. Who she's kind of good, right? She she's won some stuff. Uh, but the blisters. Tell me about her hand blisters. Uh yeah. There's a photo of her going to shake Osaka's hand with. A ginormous blister on her right hand. It was disgusting. And it looked very similar to Radakanu. I think Radakanu had like a couple where Anasimova just had like one big one. Oof. But blisters on your hand are not fun when, you know, you're holding something the entire time you're and playing. Like ripping it and gripping it. And, and even if you put tape on it, it's not going to do anything. It never feels good. I mean, if I wear a bandaid when I play tennis, it feels like I'm holding, you know, something And it's just going to slip. It's just going to slip and come off. So kudos to Anna Samova for pulling through. I don't know, you know, how bad it was against Sparty, but, you know, you'd have to think it played a little bit of a factor. I have two questions about this. One, if you have a blister that gnarly, why were you handshaking? That's disgusting. I think she, yeah, she she did go in for the... For the, like, handshake with Osaka. But, like, then Radakanu didn't. Oh, yeah, I did she see that. She did, like, a lefty, like... I saw that it, awkwardness. It was okay. very awkward and a little funny. Yeah, that was funny. That was cute now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, why do these players have these massive, massive blisters? Like, I get it. The off-season just happened, but you've been training. You had an off-season, you went to Fiji. I get it. You... And you've also not stopped playing your whole life. Yeah, you you have calluses upon calluses. You went to Fiji for like two weeks. Someone bottle-fed you yourself. That's nice. But you've been training. You've been playing. You play like four or five hours a day in the heat intensely. I don't get it. But also, I'm not a pro, so what do I know? Yeah. Uh, I agree, though. I, I think when they get these blisters, maybe the Australian heat just hits it a little different because that's where it seems like it always happens. Oh, my God. If it's worse than Dover, Delaware heat, I'd rather. <laughs> the end, humidity. I'd end it. I'd end it all. 
All right, uh, Madison Keys. She's such a vibe. She is vibing. I don't. I don't even know how she just decided that she was gonna start playing. She. I think she said like, "I'm just gonna like stop worrying and just like vibe." Yeah, that's almost I think verbatim what she said in her interview after she won Adelaide. Um, but. Yeah, she decided she was going to stop worrying about her ranking, the number next to her name, and just decided to just go out and play. She said it didn't define her. So I like that attitude from Keys. And when she's happy and playing well, boy, it is. She's unbeatable. It, it It's almost not even fun to watch. It's just so massively crushing. Yeah. She just rips, rips. And it's like, uh, I mean, that was a great shot, but damn, that can't be fun to play against. I love playing tennis, but if I played her, I think I'd want to, like, off myself. It's It looks miserable. It does look miserable for her opponents. They're kind of just standing there, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just going to be winner after winner, and you have to accept it. Whew. And, like, you, she used to hit the errors, but I haven't seen one of them in a hot minute. Well, speaking of people who, you know have been in the news lately coco which one mm, you pick okay let's go with coco vandaway first off we remember her she used to play tennis she, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding she's a pro tennis player um but where is she she didn't even show up to the slam maybe no ranking maybe no vaccine Ooh. she was injured she was injured she's she's making a comeback she She'll she'll get back. She's uh, she's pretty damn good herself. She's kind of like the keys. When she decides she's going to de- play tennis really good, she just kind of doesn't. Um, but key uh, keys. Coco number two. Coco golf. Coco. It's more like Coco two point Coco golf. Uh, so what happened to her? Where'd she go? Um. Well. Delray she Beach. Lost. That's where she is. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But did you see the interesting thing with golf? Uh. We're not talking about people changing rackets or anything but they basically painted her speed to be that boom racket which is like a fun little rebrand but that boom racket has a weird string pattern and is like very obviously a different racket different head shape even and you can tell golf is not using the boom so funny about the boom uh what's her name bethany maddox and she was test playing rackets in the summer and I guess she's not actually a Babolat girl. She's a tennis warehouse girl yeah. who is Babolat specific. Um, anyway, she said this new head racket. I don't know what it's called. They're gonna they're gonna work on the name because the name was so stupid. And it, it was, was like the you got this. The, the you got this. God bless. Um, <laughs> you got blessed. It might have even been hashtag you got this. It was there was a the tag, uh, tag, <laughs> and. Um, she said they're working on the name, but the racket is great. And when golf was sh- wearing it, wearing it, playing with it, it was not the same racket. And maybe she should play with it at this point. I mean, I still think she's she's doing well. She's just not going deep lately. Yeah, I mean, she is still like twelve years old. So. Yeah, I mean, I think she's gonna be amazing. I really like her. I like the clothes she wears. I, I think she'll be amazing. I think we just have to stop expecting so much from children. Yeah, I mean... Like, the players on tour now are so much older. The experience is there. You Experience is clearly doing a lot for players like 
Rafa Nadal. Mm-hmm. I mean, currently, we are recording this podcast and watching Daniel Collins, a college tennis player who took years to make it on the tour and is crushing the game. And Elise Mertens, who made the semis of a slam years and years ago, has crushed the doubles game. And now look at her. She's, whatever, fourth round, quarterfinals. I don't even know where we are. So, Coco, she'll get back. Uh, but yeah, that, that racket thing, that's a weird thing. Yeah, both Cocos will get back. Love it or hate it, but they'll be back. <laughs> All right. Okay, so after the first and second round, we have more outfits to talk about, which I love me an outfit, Goss. So, Mr. Chapeau, he beats Sparrow. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just a great thing. I love him. His outfit, he is just, I mean, all these people, they look perfect in anything they wear. You see Chapeau in this, and he's just, you know, what we all want to look like on the court. And he's left-handed, so good for him. And I, I like it because it's bright, it's colorful. There's, like, a lot of, like, I want to say neon going on. As a 90s baby, I love the yeah, neon. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Rafa, he, he also, he's winning, but he is he is a vision in purple. Is that what he's Yeah, saying? he's in purple and turquoise. And I like when he wears the purple on the clay because purple is like royalty, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, so, you know, he's the king of clay. But, hey, he can be the king of Melbourne. Honestly, if he gets him above Djokovic, I could care less. And I am a fed to death fan. And I am, oh, I love Rafa. I, I need him to get this. I'm trying not to watch any of his matches because every time I do, he loses. But I really am pulling for him to get the 21st. It is just, it's like everything, the stars aligned for this one. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, like I said, I'm a fed to death. Um, I don't think he's going to get that last one. I would give my firstborn child for it, considering <laughs> I don't want kids. Um, I would give it for <laughs> Federer to have number 21. Uh, but since that ain't going to happen... Rafa, I'd rather you take it than what's-his-face. All right. Um, Dennis? Daniil Medvedev. All right. So he's wearing Lacoste. That is uh, whatever shirt he's wearing. It costs a billion dollars, right? For sure. Um, is it cute? No. And it's not the color. The sea foamy color. Love. We know Kevin loves a sea Love foam. a sea foam. But it, it's just there's a color, but... Then there's, like, not a gap at the top of the collar. There's, like, a stripey thing that connects the the two sides. It's ugly. You know, and for Lacoste, who always did literally the least with their clothing. And to cut you off, <laughs> Djokovic, they released, like, what he would have wore. I'm going to let you stop right there. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> it was a green polo with a stripe on it, oh. which... Have we not seen Djokovic in that before? Novak wears green? No, I've never seen that before. He's like in green, red, or blue. Jesus. It's like they only stick to those three colors, and they the outfit always has a stripe on it. Well, you know, it is, uh, you know, it makes him look skinnier when you're striped. I don't know. He's like 12 in. It's just pounds. like one stripe across the chest. I don't know. Chest is best. That's what I heard. But yeah, Lacoste is always being boring they're the most boring and then they add they do the most here it's like they finally hired someone but um to go off daniel what he was wearing it was not cute but then i saw pavlyuchenkova 
Mm. And the first couple rounds, they wore this, like, tank with a high-waisted skirt. Looked really comfy. And then the match that she clearly lost, she's wearing this really hideous seafoam, like, polo, nasty, no-room-to-breathe, fourth-round losing shirt. Yeah, I mean, and no wonder she lost. Go with what you win with. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, um... Speaking of things that are ugly, but we have some winning, was Curious. He wore the tank top. Now, he is not Mr. Muscles from Brussels, but he, he, wore, the, he wore the sleeveless. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, he does always wear those, like, little arm shirts thingies. under it, yeah. right? Yeah. I think he had an arm thingy under it, and honestly, he's cooler than I am, so he pulled it off better than I would. Well, Curious. He just thinks he's a basketball player. That's true. He is. That's true. He's in the NBA. Which, hey, if that's your style, that's your style. But it doesn't always look good. No. And that's why we're here. To judge it. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ash Barty, she has continued to win everything that she plays. Um, put me to sleep as well. And, <laughs> but I got to say, her outfit is not cute. It's. And have. Has Fila ever dressed her well? Has Fila... No, better question. Has Fila ever dressed anyone well? <laughs> Correct. Uh, no, they have not. Even when Kimmy uh, stuck by them. Kimmy, Kimmy, she was a hardcore... Capriati, I gotta say, they put her in some American Stars and Stripes stuff in, like, 2002, and I thought, this could be their time. <laughs> and then they went back to that goddamn white and red polo shit. Yeah, I, I just... Barty is always looking, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a great uncomfortable. Pliskova? Uh. It, it doesn't always look bad on her, but nothing, I don't, like, nothing ever looks good. Yeah, I mean, I would never be like, tenniswarehouse.com. Fila! Never. Unless it's for Freela. I'm not buying Fila. <laughs> I gotta say, though, I have three pairs of Fila shorts that have pockets on both sides, which, girls, we know how difficult it is to find pockets. They are the three most comfortable pair of shorts I own. I love them, and they stopped selling them. Like, they're, Ooh. like, circa, like, ten years ago. They're awesome, and I'm gonna wear them till I can't wear them no more. That's when the elastic stops, and they break, and it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. someone who's been there, it's, it's really sad. Um, all right, Taylor Fritz. He's wearing a zippered shirt, and as uh, a man with a minimal amount of chest hair, how does that feel, first of all? Um, so, Shapo, he is also wearing the zippered shirt sometimes. Mm. So, he has one that's not zippered and one that is, and I, I like the, the non-zippered the best, mm-hmm. but the zippered, it goes with the Fritz shirt. Shapo's wearing, like, a white one that has a zipper. Fritz is wearing, like, a red one that has a zipper. And I just don't like it. No. Zippers are not meant for shirts. They're meant for pants and, like, your purse. I don't even It's like a throwback to those old ones that, like, Roger kind of used to wear. Yeah. In the early to late 2000s, I had Nike zippered shirts, but that was a while ago, bud. Yeah. I think we've evolved from that. Uh, evolution is key to tennis. That's why we got rid of those forehand slices, Emma. All right, I'm just kidding. Bring back the slice. Um, but, you know, we we are so happy that Taylor's winning. 
And not even because we love Taylor, but he just looks so happy. He was so emotional. I love emotions. Yeah, it's his 22nd slam, and it's his first time in the second week. So, I mean, good for him. He is young. Um, so we have to remember that. He's just been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, I didn't always like him, but he did. He looked so incredibly happy. So... Yeah, I haven't always loved him, but for some reason I've always liked him, and I think I kind of really like him now. I don't know why. Uh, well, it's also just nice to see Americans doing well. I think uh, we're uh, the the country with the most people still left. Oh, Jesus. What? Uh-huh. Blows, boggles my mind. Oh, and it's like five people. Well, it's like Rublev lost, Pavlyuchenkova lost, so like Russia, their kind of big names went mm-hmm. out, Kazakhstan lost, so... Artengo. Yeah, so... A lot of people are just out. <laughs> Speaking of Americans that are or aren't in, there was a tweet the other day, and we will get to social later, but they were saying about the highest-ranked American or the best-ranked American or the best tennis player for America that isn't in the Ultra and Open, and it's Brooksby. We forgot about him, huh? Uh, Well, that is a Riley Opelka Yeah, opinion. that's who it was. That's who it was. So he ain't wrong. Opelka was asked, uh, like, basically who he thought the best American was, or, like, how American tennis is doing, blah, blah, blah. And he was just saying that Jensen Brooksby is, he, in his opinion, the best one, and he's not even there, and it's nice to see all the guys doing well, but he doesn't even think the best American talent is at the Australian Open. And I don't know if this is a hot take or not, Kevin. Ooh, I'll tell you. But I don't like Brooksby. He's His an odd His strokes are ugly. I don't mind that. But go ahead. It's, it's interesting to watch. I think his serve is subpar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's that whole, There's we don't know much about you, so we don't know how to game plan for you, so we're going to figure out how to play you as we go. And I think he's going to get killed when he comes back. I don't disagree with that. Okay, I think, cool. I think, he, um, I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's... <laughs> Obviously way better than me. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I disagree. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just my hot take. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he is, uh, there was that guy on tour from, like, Germany. What was his name? He had the slices and the dices. We'll get back to that. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, but he had these really weird strokes, and he beat a lot of people for a long time, and then they figured him out. Um, but what I want to know about him, what is he wearing? He's been wearing this brand. It kind of looks like the Tiger Woods Nike. It is like a T, but it's a something. And I don't know what it is. I've looked. We'll find it out. Someone write us and tell what he's wearing. Um, okay. More on the clothes. We have Stoser. She mm. wore the pattern on the pattern. What you think about it? It was ugly. It's just, and, and you know, Stoser, she is not the most feminine presenting woman she's jacked she looks like i wish i looked like her yeah she she looks like incredible but she doesn't look like oh girly and cutesy yeah so skirts on skirts on skirts the pattern was cutesy yeah and like sviatek's wearing the same thing but she broke it up with like a white skirt oh i saw stosa wear in doubles skirt uh skirt was white top was pattern and it looked good. Yeah, it, when she for singles wore the pattern on pattern, I think that was just a bad call by whoever told her to wear that that day. And you know what's interesting? 
I always see women, and this goes back to Justine Ennen, she would wear the same color top as skirt, and it was fine, and it looked good. But when the men would do it, I thought, what the hell are you thinking, Adidas? All day I dream about sucking at dressing my clothes on people. And the women looked fine, though. So then Fila was like, yeah, we gonna do it. No, Asics, I'm sorry. Asics was like, we gonna do it too to Stoser. <laughs> and it didn't work. Well, I think it's because it's a pattern, and it was a really bold pattern. Yeah, maybe it's a solid would be fine. Uh, maybe a solid would be fine, but not that cutesy pattern. Because it just, it just didn't match her vibe. No. It was like my last tournament mime. Like, I'm trying to, like, it should have been something cooler. I don't even know what it could have been, but not. Yeah, not that. Uh, but she got a win. She got a win, and then she lost. She lost. She, so she lost to Pavs, which uh, good loss. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. Oh, did you see the tweet that showed her record against people with the last name Ova? Like at the end. <laughs> That's funny. No, losing record to every single player who she's ever played that. The last name ends in Ova. Oh, God. What was it like? Like, I think total wins maybe was nine total losses was 32. Oh, my Ova. But it was like, it it was like Sharapova, Pavluchenkova. Like, there was Kavitova. Like, there there was not one person that she had a winning record against. Dang. With the last, and it was like her, her career record against Ova's. It it's the Ova's got the better of Stoser throughout her career, her she, whole career. She couldn't handle that Slavic language; it was just too much. Yeah, for real. But you know, we all have our our quirks. Well, how did you feel when Sammy oh uh, got knocked out? So I was doing some artwork at my at my workstation, and then Sammy comes on, and I was like, I guess I'll unmute, and uh, she lost, and it was sad. And uh, then they're doing the whole encore interview, and that's fine they did that with everyone and then when her voice started to crack i was like uh oh here i go and so did i and you know we all had a good cry yeah and yeah it's just sad when these people from our our childhood seriously retire when andy roddick got knocked out oh del potro was so gracious yes he was and Oh, the waterworks for that. I mean, when Andy Murray's press conference, when he was like, this could be my last slam. I mean, I was in a puddle. Yeah. When Andy Murray was in the finals of Wimbledon, I'm a puddle. Okay. Yeah. When he cried and lost to Raj. That was a top tenor. Yeah. That was tough. I have another moment that had us crying. Uh, It was Dylan Alcott. He won his first round at the Australian Open uh, wheelchair singles and uh it was a close one he is the number one i want to say ranked wheelchair singles player and this is his last tournament he's retiring on the top as we all should and um so he wins in three and it was all good and yada 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 and then they go to the interview tell us what happened sir well he's talking about how he got lots of tickets and like uh he was giving the tickets to his family and friends and um and he said that he hated himself when he was younger but the people that he gave the tickets to family fans friends they are you know what makes him not anymore and i i was very very sad when he said that but also like happy 
Yeah. That he loves himself now. That. Mm. But that was tough. That it's hard. That, yeah, that was tough. I was like, oh, Dylan. And it's going to be really sad to see him go. He's been such a good personality in the wheelchair game and has really kind of put it on the map. Yeah. I I mean, like, we all hear about it. We talk about it. And we're like, oh, my God, they're amazing. But did you watch it all? Not always. And it's not always available to watch. It's like, oh, and next is the wheelchair uh men's singles final good luck finding it and where do you find some of these matches oh well i'll tell you you have to go to the dark web of the back edges of youtube you have to go on the spca you hear sarah mclaughlin singing in the background and then you have to type in your mother's maiden name and her social security and then finally they're like here is wheelchair singles doubles go fuck yourself um so speaking of which i'm off my tie right Someone wrote in. He's from Smyrna, Delaware. We're not going to give his name, but it starts with an S. Anyways, he was saying, Coach Kevin, where do I watch this Australian Open you speak of? And I said, well, listen, you moron. You go to ESPN, you watch it. And he said, well, I don't see it. So I go to the ESPN app, and I find it. I said, oh, it's right here. Oh, I don't have the ESPN app. I said, oh. So I look. ESPN didn't start showing the Australian Open, which started at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, until 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, normal people go to bed before that, right? Not I. Okay, so it was not a problem for me. I think it's just crazy that ESPN is making people basically get this app if they want to watch stuff during normal viewing hours. And it's not even all the courts. What? It's like it's like half the courts for most of the time, and... They're doing some of the courts that have TV capabilities. You just can't get all the courts. That's been the biggest complaint on Twitter. Uh, we haven't had a problem at your house getting the courts we want. Uh, but I think depending on which streaming service you have, like if I don't want to pay for ESPN Tennis Channel, like every single subscription that I might have, then it's really hard to watch. It's you either have to own everything, every friggin' app, and also own like Dish Network, literally own Dish Network, uh, or you just like don't watch TV. And I'm not here for that story. So thank you, S, for writing in. And um, we'll get back to you about this. I hope ESPN responds to us. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Uh, yeah, we, we, Wait, await your reply, ESPN. <laughs> we cannot wait to hear why you won't show our favorite sport when it comes on. Seriously, come on. It's like the second most popular in the world behind football. So, before we move on, we have one more thing about outfits. Maxime Cressy. Who he? He be good. So, Maxime Cressy, he's kind of out of nowhere. He got to the finals of the warm-up tournament in Australia, and he might have a Babolat sponsorship. I don't know. I don't know what clothes he's wearing, but he's doing well. He's doing real well. And someone in the interview said, what's your sponsor? He said, I don't have a sponsor. Why don't you have a sponsor? And he said, well, Coach Sarah, I'm waiting until I get my ranking real high, and I'm real good, and I got lots of clout so that I can negotiate with my people. So when Nike says, here's 50000 wear our stuff, he can actually come back and say, I'm looking for some Rafa money. And they'll be like, 
we're going to give you some Demetrov money. What do you think about that? And he'll he'll agree to that. Do we like this? Do we hate this? Um, I kind of hate it. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm like, well, I don't hate it for him. Mm-hmm. If he's got the money to, to not be yeah. sponsored, well, good for you. Um, but yeah. there's a lot of people who I, I feel like it was almost like a dig saying that like people will take any money to mm-hmm. wear certain brands. And it's like, yeah, but that's how you get around the world. True. They they help you pay to get around the world. <laughs> uh, being a tennis player is not cheap. Oof. So, I, I mean, I thought it was just a weird comment like. It was almost like a dig at people, but, like, maybe not a dig either. Like, maybe just a personal belief of his. But it was just weird. Yeah. Um. See, it's funny because I didn't hear it that way. And I like to hear that you heard it that way. Because I heard it as, nope, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to barter. And then I'm going to decide what I deserve. Yeah. And I, I like that for him. But yeah. also, I just think it was, like, it was a little, like, I sound super rich. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, we don't always agree, but we are always right. Yeah, and when we disagree, then I'm right. Mm. So <laughs> what company can we agree that if you get sponsored by, it's because literally you're starving for a sponsor? <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Close. <laughs> but the answer is actually Lotto. Uh, agreed. Oh, my God. Yeah, 100% agree with that. They've been around... Four years. They had Agarodwanska wearing goddamn shimmering, sparkling <laughs> butterflies at the freaking year-end championships in Singapore. It's literally the most lush, most lush place ever. And they're like, fly away, butterfly. And she was like, give me that paycheck, butterfly. <laughs> Bullshit. I, I, they, they, they put Skiavoni in the oh, light pink. Jesus. <laughs> It, at the French. It, and, oh, wait. Let's not wait to throw it back to Dominic Herbati. Who is he? You weren't even born yet, sir. <laughs> Dominic Herbati, U.S. Open circa 2001. He's wearing, I invite you all to Google this, a lotto shirt that had two holes in the back. Like how some women have holy shirts and it's, like, cute on them because they're women. This guy's wearing a men's holy shirt in the back. His shoulder blade's showing through. It, it, it was hideous. As someone who has the fashion sense of my dog, I even knew this was trash on a stick on fire. It sounds like trash. Um, yeah, Lotto's just always making questionable calls with what they're putting on people. And I gotta say, 99% of the time, it all looks the same. Yeah, always, always the same. Um, Coach, Coach Kevin. Yeah. Did you make the Twitter account that is entitled, Did Barbara Krajakova Get a New Head Kit? <laughs> I, she wore that at the French. Am I wrong? Uh, it, apparently the stripe is different. The, that's a lie. That, they, they lied about that. The stripe is the same. I think the colors are the same. Uh, because literally like the day after episode one dropped, it, an account on Twitter was born that was, Did Barbara... Get a new head kit. You know, I just can't imagine committing so much that I make a whole Twitter devoted to one outfit. And I applaud that. <laughs> the tweets are, nope. <laughs> and nope. No, it's, it's the same. <laughs> but again, we said this last time. I'll say it again. Good for Barbara. 
Don't know how to say her name, but I do know that she won a friggin' slam last year, and I'm sure she got offered money. And she said, no, I'm going to stick with this. Because you know it's cute. And none of us agreed with her, but, you know, it's comfy, I guess. And you know what? She's also backing that slam win up. She crushed Azarenka. Azarenka, first of all, murdered Spitalina, like, murked the hell out of her. And then I was like, uh, all right, it's about time for Azarenka to get her ass kicked. And then comes up playing against uh, Barbora, and guess what happened? Got her ass kicked, just like we all expected. And Barbora didn't just beat her, she... How did I say it before? Murked her. She really did. Um, you know who's not getting their ass kicked? Tell us. Gael Monfi. Mr. Monfi is... He switched brands. He switched everything. Our, our tango king. Our tango king. Do you tango? He tangos. It's, that should be their slogan. It, like, it should be a, a, a woman salsa dance. I think you need some royalties now, Kevin. Seriously. I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'll write into their podcast. <laughs> he's Werner. He's amazing. He's in the quarterfinals, and he has decided that, like, he's vibing too. Him and Madison. Him, Madison. You know, maybe getting married was all Gael needed. He got that rock... He said, I have less money in that bank account. It's time to win it. Because <laughs> it's a raw. Yeah. It was. As it should be, honestly. And good for you, Alina. And Alina, try to do better. Okay? Like, I yeah, love Yeah, just you. a little bit. Like, hit the ball. Yeah, a little bit of a pusher, huh? I mean, I know I hit the curtain sometimes. But, like, hit it once a match. Yeah, just try. With it. Okay. So, now that we're done being bitchy, let's talk about people that are friends on tour. First, we have Azarenka and Bedosa. They're so cute. Uh, they are really cute. and It's like a mama and a daughter. It, and they look like they could be related a little. Like Ooh. when they play and they're like in the little Nike kits, I'm like, you look like siblings almost. Yeah, it's like, it's like an auntie. And it's like an like a, a older cousin. It's cute. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. And... They just seem to, like, have, like, a genuine friendship. They look like they like playing doubles together and practicing together. So, good for them. I I like when you actually see some true friendships. Yeah. Now, do you think that Bedosa is the godmother of Leo? Maybe. I thought it'd be too... Oh, did you see the Twitter of him the other day talking about Legoland and Melbourne? Oh, yeah. Holy hell, that was a cute kid. (laughs) Guess what? Hmm. On Twitter, someone also said... Leo, Azarenka, and Zverev have the same number of wins against the top ten. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so uh, does my dog Cooper. Good boy, Bubba. And if you did hear a squeak a little earlier, or if you hear a squeak at any point in this podcast, Cooper is joining us in this recording today, and he definitely has squeaked a couple toys. So he's, if it made it into the recording. But it's, it's okay, because he's an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're besties. We love it. He, she may be the godmother. She may be uh, the evil stepmother. Um, and you say Kostyuk is really good friends with Bedosa. Yeah, uh, they like practice together. Uh, Bedosa, I feel like was talking about her like a lot last year uh, about how she 
was it Indian Wells that she won? Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she practiced with Kostya oh, a okay. lot uh, during that week. So Well, I remember in the, the years prior to this one, uh, Kostya was like the next big thing, the next big thing. I'm like, oh my God, is she the next biggest thing? Jesus. Um, and she has, she beat Coco Goff in doubles this year, lost to Bedosa in singles in a really good match. So, you know, maybe she's next. Who knows? Well, that'll be another episode. Uh, who's next? But... Mateo and Felix. Yeah, they date uh, cousins. So Mateo dates Alia Tomlianovich. And I don't know FAA's girlfriend, it's but Mrs. it's the cousin of Alia. So they went to like the Met Gala together and like they're always on like vacation together. So, I mean, it seems like they're growing it up and having a great time. Two things. What does the other girl do when they're all hitting? Does she just, like, video them? Because, like, I've seen other girlfriends just, like... Snap, snap, snap. Maybe. Maybe she picks up the balls. No. No. That's Maybe she, like, goes and gets a coffee, and it's like, I actually don't care about this whole tennis thing. I get that. That sounds good. Uh, the other thing I was wondering, um, who met who first? Did Isla meet Mateo? I actually feel like Felix has been dating this girl a long time. I feel like ever since... He has been, like, on my radar, uh, like, creeping on his Instagram. He's been dating the same person. Aww. So I don't know how long Mateo and Alia have been dating, but I f- – and, like, I'm just speculating. Who came first, the chicken or the egg? I think FAA. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll get to that later. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, but, we are going to do some research. But we're going to do a little throwback first, and we're going to talk about best friends on tour, Serena and Wozniacki. How cute are they? I love them. Uh, they, um, like, when Serena got married. She was at the wedding. Uh-huh. When Wozniacki got married, and I was not invited. Um, Serena was a freaking brideswoman. Uh-huh. And when Wozniacki ran that marathon, oh, Serena was there cheering her on. If I ever run a marathon, make sure you come to mine with a gun to my head. Sure. Because <laughs> God bless me. Sure. They, they're they the cutest, though, because they're best friends, and I hope they just, like, I hope their kids are friends, and I hope Olympia's, like, babysitting by now. I don't know how old she is, but she's, like... She's a literal child. Whatever. They have kids. <laughs> their kids are cute. Their kids probably will be friends, and maybe maybe they'll be who we're talking about one day. Oh, my God. I hope they play doubles, and I hope they don't hate each other. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ons and Annette. Uh, Ons, bye bye. Yeah, Ons is off. We <laughs> we do love Ons. Uh, we she's the best. Uh, she's the first Arab woman to do like everything. I yeah. can't even tell you how many things she's done. But she's like, she's a legend. She's the first to do it all. Uh, and then Annette. She's from Estonia. Yeah, I mean we like her, uh, but. <laughs> Annette was coming for the title of head woman in Estonia, and Kaya Kanepi said, no, no, no. She said, I'm going to cut your Kaya off. She said, I know that I thrive in the ITFs, (laughs) and I am an ITF queen, but I thrive at the slams. I saw a tweet. Again, it's like we're addicted to Twitter. It's she thrives at the 15s, the 25Ks, and the (laughs) freaking GD slams. Yeah, she is a giant killer at slams. So, Kanepi... We stand you. Yeah, I mean, good for you. Uh, if you're going to win, win there. Get that money. Yeah, honey. get that money, honey. Oh, um, but yeah, Annette seems really cool. She just got a Twitter. Hopefully you follow me. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, she seems cool, and her and An seem to have like the same sense of humor. So I get it. They're um, fun. We like them. Yeah, they're fun. They like uh, the way Ans got her on Twitter. Like He's the, like choking her. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was a it was a good old choke out. You know, <laughs> back to the WWF. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna just gloss over this one. Roger and Rafa. Yeah, I mean, how cute are they? I mean, it's just like me and Sarah. I'm Roger. She's Rafa. I got the one-hander. She's a lefty. None of that is true. Neither of those are true, (laughs) so cute. But I did play left-handed today and beat all of my students, so... I'd expect nothing less. Yeah, you just can't take the L if you're going to challenge them left-handed. I mean, Roger and Rafa are just... They're the cutest, and, I mean, they're just the best. They're the two goats, um, Ah. but we're just not going to include Djokovic in that. Boo. Yeah. Um, and then I think the the funniest one on our list of, like, friends on tour is Tanasi and... The cock. And Kyrios. They are besties for the resties. They grab each other's butts. And I would, too. <laughs> and they are beating everyone in doubles. I mean, they are the giant killers. They... Okay, so they beat the number one seeds, unless you are off Twitter slash don't have a cell phone. We did not see this. Uh, the coach and, and it was two people, the fitness trainer of Pavic or someone else, I don't know, the number one seed, they wanted to, like, fight Curios after they lost to them in the tournament. And it was because Curios hit a ball at one of them. Ooh. And, yeah, like, how soft can you be? There is not many a time that I agree with Nick Curios. Right. But he said that this, like, this was the softest thing he's ever seen. And, yeah, I'm sorry. You get hit with a ball in doubles, that is to be expected. There, unless it's, like, open court, everyone's not in the way, and, like, there's a dying baby in the middle of the court, like, you're hitting it right at that person. And it was an approach shot. Like, it was a short ball that sat at, like, the service line, and he took it down the line. I've never been hit by an approach shot. So, like, Pavic or whoever it was, like... Have better hands. You're number one in the world. Seriously, like, get out your freaking like, Vaseline and get rid of those soft hands, okay? Um, tragic. Well, I have a bold prediction. I don't think it's friends on tour, but I think we're going to see some more than friends on tour. No! And I really think our girl Emma and uh, Nick Kyrgios have a bit of a thing going on. He was seen on her, like, practice court chatting on the side with her. And, um, I don't know. They've just mentioned each other in interviews, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Our sweet Emma... Our sweet Emma, our sweet You don't need to date the bad boy of tennis. You're like, you can date literally anyone because, because, and, but don't pick him. And, like, we're, like, not, not Kyrgios fans, but, like, when Anna Smova was playing with Kyrgios and playing at the Australian Open Mixed a couple years ago, I was like, "Mm, no, this is not giving me good vibes. It vibed off, and it, it stopped. This, I really hope you're wrong. But, um, how often are we wrong? Never. Not often. (laughs) Okay, now, 
Kevin earlier said we are going to not be bitchy for a minute, but how could we stay not bitchy for long? The minute has ended. <laughs> Let's talk about the not friends on tour. We're going to do some throwbacks, some no-backs, and no-backs? No. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So first we have Serena and... Sharapova. And? And Denara Safina. And... Anyone else she beat. <laughs> yeah. But first, Serena and Sharapova, of course. Sharapova beat her, wins Wimbledon. Then she beat her that year in the year in finals. And then it just got real And then ago. she literally never beat her again. <laughs> nope, never once. 2004, Sharapova had her number. <laughs> and then she was like, do not call back. <laughs> I don't got your number, girl. Uh, I do not have you saved. <laughs> I, you're a, a contact I do not have. Sorry, unknown caller. Now, it was ugly. Press got ugly. Things weren't cute. There was a book written. There was a boyfriend stolen. Oh, my God. If I ever write a book against Sarah, bring that gun to my head, okay? <laughs> uh, but then guess what? We went to the Met Gala in 2022. Or 21. I forget which 21. year. 21. 21. And we're besties. Besties for the resties. There, it seems as if it was like tennis. I hate you. But like. If y'all want to be rich together, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, like, now that Sharapova's out of the game, it's like, girl, of course I don't hate you. I will totally go to I Prada. I just was not losing to you. And I get that. Yeah, there are just people you you don't want to take the L to ever. Mm. And if you're Serena, you don't ever want to take an L. If, I mean, if you're a competitor, you never want to lose. No. If you're a good loser, then you're kind of just a loser. Yeah, you're Let's a little bit of a loser. Which um, we got into last week. Yeah. There are too many losers now. Too many losers that just love to tweet about their friendships. <laughs> now, uh, Kevin, what is the Serena and Dinara <laughs> beef? Because this is... Quite possibly the best one on our list. So it's funny because it's the least. It was beefy for like 12 seconds. Uh, so back in the day, Dinara became number one in the world. And I say that with a laugh because she... She never won a slam. She And like, not even... Like, Wozniacki wasn't one in the world without winning a slam. But like, she won a shit ton. So Safina won like semis and two tournaments. They were big ones. And uh, the press said to Serena... What do you think of Donara being number one in the world? But, yeah, do you think she deserves it? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. And uh, Serena had a great answer. I'm not, it's not even a comeback. And she said, what did, you, what did she say? Well, she smiles and she said, well, <laughs> she did a great job winning Rome and Madrid. And just like me, she couldn't get it out. She starts cracking up as she sang Madrid and she was like I couldn't even get through it and it was because Serena had like I feel like she had won Roland Garros she I think like some points dropped off like it was she didn't defend points she probably had like a surgery yeah gained points other places like Serena had basically won at least one or two slams by the when that question was asked and Safina had just been Winning all the, like, tune-up tournaments. And, and and we love Safina. Yeah, loved her. I was very sad when she double-faulted to lose to, um, what's her Ivanovich. face? Ivanovich. Mm-hmm. French Open final? French Open final, but it was uh, Kuznetsova. Kuznetsova. And she double-faulted to lose it, and she had, like, the yips on her serve the whole time. But mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. Uh, 
Yeah, Safina had just picked up a lot of points at a lot of places that she didn't have points at before. And, you know, you, you add them points up and she's ahead. Yeah, that's and just how numbers Serena, work. And Serena, what was she doing? She played, like, 11 tournaments a year. It was like, she was like, I think I'll just, like, rather win, like, what I play. Maybe lose once or twice. Um, and we saw that in the King Richard movie. Great movie. Highly recommended. This is not a sponsored podcast. Uh had me <laughs> not yet not yet had me almost in tears had i been alone would have been balling and um they basically even showed from when venus was 11 they were like yeah you're not gonna play a lot of tournaments you're gonna train hard you're gonna win and then when you play you're gonna really win yeah and um that obviously carried over to when they were just like crushing the tour <laughs> now kevin Kevin, shut your fuck up <laughs> Medvedev and Sispas. Oh my god. They've been beefing forever. Yeah, well, Medvedev and Sissipas are both 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 controversial peeps. And um I don't know if I like either of them or if I hate both of them. I think I like Med- Medvedev. I've decided. I think I like Medvedev. I think I don't hate Sissipas. I think I hate him when he, he takes the bathroom break. Pissy pants gotta go, because that is not cool. Um, And I think we can also bring a little Nick Kyrgios into this, too. That's why he beefs with his boss. Like, they play doubles together in D.C., but they've been beefing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like his antics on court. I don't like, as someone who's not antithetical, I don't like antics. Yeah. Antithetical. Me, me either. If you if you pull some crap on me, I will yell at you on court. Say the score. Next on our beef list, Murray and Fonini. Why are they beefing? Well, one is too fun and one is... Not that fun. Not that fun. Yeah. He's British, okay? Let's yeah. get there. Uh, I remember they had that on-court fight where Fonini was saying stupid shit and Murray wasn't having it. He said, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Good time. Good times. And we're here for the drama. Not everyone needs to be friends, especially people you're trying to beat. Yeah, like we have country club tennis. Sure, but I'm here for the good stuff. Not the whites on polos. Yeah. Uh, And then our last beef is just Medvedev versus the crowd. The world crowd. Yeah, the U.S. Open crowd, now the Melbourne crowd. He's had a heck of a time, but he always finds a way to turn it around and get them on his side. Yeah, see, the other crowds in the world that have hated Djokovic, they, like, really viscerally hate him. But Medvedev, he did his on-court interview the other day, and he was talking about their relationship. And they're like, you know, it's a love-hate, and you know, there's got to be more love than hate. And it was just, it was just funny. And the whole crowd's laughing. They were like, y'all, we just hated you like five minutes ago, but you cool, you cool. Yeah, he works them up just to like pull them back into his side. That's literally the funniest. He's a great showman. Showman and like not a pissy pants. Breaking news. Kevin has just learned <laughs> that you can change your pharmacy. Oh my God. Um, whenever you want. Literally go to any pharmacy. So, it sounds easy, it sounds like it's the American dream, but let me just tell you, I thought I was in Soviet Russia and I had one freaking pharmacy. They said, this is your CVS, never leave. Well, then I moved homes, 
And I thought, man, that CVS is quite far. So I talked to my doctor and I said, is there a way I can, you know, use the one that's four meters from my house? I used the Russian metrics. And she said, she looked at me as if I had five heads and said, yeah. And I had to play it off like I wasn't an idiot. To which she then said, so I'm going to send it to that one. And I said, I think so. (laughs) Guess what? My prescription was filled. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I can't believe it took Kevin 31 years to figure that out. But also, breaking news. So, Murdens has switched from her head speed to a Babolat arrow, but they keep zooming in on her racket, and she has a head dampener in. That's super fake. Yeah, uh, so I wonder if she's using head string uh, in her Babolat racket, um, which could be the case. That's... Um, which would be a little weird, but um, not as weird as using a black and uh, yellow head dampener in her arrow. Yeah, that's weird. And strange, she used, when she like came on the scene and was like doing the damn thing, she was using the pure drive, as we all should. Mm-hmm. And um, she she killed it, then I think she probably got money from head, was not killing the game, went back to Babylon. And I mean, I mean, I am a dampener whore, so maybe she loves this dampener. I gotta say, but when you're being paid, yeah, I do a lot of things for money. Let I me mean, Babolat would take that dampener and throw their logo on yeah, it. Yeah, Babolat could like, yeah, they could do that. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, back right. to tennis. Back to tennis, not us. All right, Sarah, tell me something random you want to talk about. Well, um, in keeping with our theme of like what we'd like to see. On the tour, uh, and being that the the day we are recording this is the Australian Open Pride Day, um, I think we'd like to see at least one ATP ATP player come out this year. Um, I it's just, just statistically impossible. And if FAA says we're ready, then we're ready. Then we're ready. Uh, I think Federer is ready. Nadal's ready. FAA is ready. Maybe Berrettini would be ready. I mean, they just all seem like it. You know what I'm saying? They just seem so open. And they have the calf commercials. Yeah, and there's a lot of like next gen now who yeah. like l- like they all are like we don't care. I mean, kids that we coach are like they she dates her, and I'm like oh, he dates him, and I'm like oh, and uh, it, it's like a hangout for these older people, but they just need to get their shit together, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 2022, let everybody do what they want, it's not a big deal. Betty Um, White said it best, if whatever you do in your bedroom is on you, it ain't up to me. Bless Betty. Bless Betty. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Felix, he, he said it last year at the Open, he's ready for it. He said, I'm not gay, but, like, if you are, we're like, come to me, bro. And, um. I think he, like, called himself an ally. Oh, wow. And him and, um, what's his face? Bindi Badass. Liam Brody. <laughs> Liam Brody, They yep. are some allies in the top 100. Uh, top 150. Um, but, you know, there's always two sides of that coin, and we have Sergei Stokovsky, however you say his name, off the tour, clearly, because he's not that good. and not He the, just retired, by and, the way. You know, he should have done it months ago. Um, he said, quote, slash not a clear quote, that uh, if his daughter was wanting to play a sport, he wouldn't let her play tennis because there's so many lesbians in the locker room. 
Uh-huh. Tell us more. Mm-hmm. Stay okay. Uh, your name literally has gay in the name. So he, just... he also was talking about uh, how the guys would be able to spot a player in the locker room if they were gay. And it's like, come on, dude. Your gaydar ain't that good. And I'm pretty sure all the gays look at the ground. Like, it's just... It's just not how it is. Yeah, uh, that's just being uninformed and annoying. Uh, a little... And Dewey hates Stakovsky anyway. I mean, Regardless he, of his comments. He already didn't like him, and then he was like, Ugh, Ugh. I don't even like all the colors of the rainbow. Ugh. Yeah, he's just kind of the worst. Bullshit. So, Coach Kevin, what is yours? All right, so... I'm loving this topic of accountability from the top down. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, Murray, he is all ready for everything. He's saying, I'm sorry, my dog. Murray, he is all ready for everything. Murray was talking about how women need everything that the men have because it should be equal. We agree. Murray was saying that women are just as good as men. We agree. Uh, my favorite Mary quote was when someone said something about women or tennis players from America. Wait, stop. Breaking news. Collins just won against Mertens. We are watching it live. It is uh, Mertens just double faulted to uh, lose the match. And Collins had the crazy look in her eyes that she was going to absolutely demolish the return anyway. So it's probably good that Mertens double faulted. I got to say, um, Mertens... You were in for a thrashing on that return. Uh, yeah, Collins literally looked a little psycho. I you, Collins has some energy she needs to get out after that. <laughs> she is going to jump into that goddamn Yara River and swim to fucking Philippines. Let me just tell you, she's ready for it. She, she's ready for a lot right now. Look at um, she's ready for the fucking quarterfinals. Yeah, and the handshake was really nice, and the whole thing was really nice. So Collins... Collins had to get a lot out on the celebration because it was a double fault, so she needs something. I'd hate to share a hotel room door with her. I'm like, eh, okay. Um, so what I want to hear more about is the accountability from the top down. Murray, he is there for it. He's here to help everyone. Feder, Nadal, they're also here for equality. But some of these other people, Djokovic, let's just talk about Djokovic. Djokovic is like... Uh, Djokovic literally said that he, the women don't get as many people coming in. Which is not true. It's it's literally the only sport, I think, no, don't quote me, I think it's the only sport that's literally 50-50 with viewers, with popularity. As myself, I prefer watching women's tennis. Djokovic had the chance to break the record, as we all know, in the U.S. Open final against Medvedev, and it had less viewership than the women's final. So, sorry, I mean, even you going for a record-breaking 21st title had less viewership than a wild card and a qualifier. Yeah, and um, why? I mean, those two are, compared to those two at the time, the men were bazillionaires. And the girls, because at the time they were literally children, uh, had feeble amounts of money. Now they're billionaires, and we love this journey for them. Um, so it's just stupid. He's just an idiot, and he thinks he's the best at everything. The world does not revolve around him. It is actually the sun that the world revolves around. So, um, uh, But yeah, so no, I totally agree with you. The accountability needs to be there. Uh, I, I mean, 
regardless of whether you think Zverev is guilty, not guilty, whatever you want to say, the ATP said that they were going to investigate and kind of like let us know. And yet here we are, another tournament has passed since the allegations against him of domestic violence, domestic abuse, and here we are. So the ATP's investigation is more like me deciding to clean my house. It's more like, I'll get to it tomorrow, I swear. And then, wait, but Sarah, then the Peng Shui allegations happen. And what the ATP, they were like, I think they farted and they were like, Peng Shui. And that's it. They were, they were the only entity to like not take a stance. That's impressively sad. Uh, yeah, and here we are and they're still just like, <laughs> still not doing it. They're like, Peng who? Uh, yeah. I totally agree. It, it's just there There needs to be there needs to be in tennis just like an overhaul of like the systems in place. And yeah, I, I hope we see it in 2022. I, I don't think that'll happen, but you and the systems in place are things of uh, things like the ATP, they're higher ups. The WTA, it seems like their higher ups are good. But then you have stuff like WADA. We know that WADA ain't right, which is the... We don't know what it stands for, but it is about the drug... The World Anti-Doping Association. Ooh, we do know what it's about. And um, <laughs> it's just... It's crazy the things that some people have to live up to and some people don't. And some people are allowed to get tested all the time. And some people are getting tested at 4 a.m. at their house. And it's just... And then have medical uh issues that don't allow their veins to be punctured by needles anymore because it's happened so many times and uh you know just there's just a bunch of mess with them and hey if you want to learn more watch Icarus on Netflix again we are not sponsored but that's just mm. a great documentary Netflix I could use a free account though yeah really could all right so speaking of Netflix we're going to get to what's going on in the world I know, that was a tough transition. Next, we have to talk about the social media. All right, so first off, we have Mr. Sebastian Corda. Mr. Youngin of the Corda family, Sister Nellie, one of the highest paid female athletes, golfer, the father, forget his first name, but Mr. Corda, what we'll call him, uh, famous tennis player, and Sebastian. Not on social media, but he's friggin' funny. Yeah, he... He is funny. He he's like kind of on social media. He doesn't have a huge presence, but like his he posted the Instagram video of him hitting in the hotel room when he was in quarantine when he got to Australia. He tested positive upon arrival and he was hitting on on the wall and what did he do, coach Kevin? He got hit in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, and it was really funny. It was funny that he was able to make fun of himself and I just think every interview with him, he's just always given a funny quote or... Seeming normal. Yeah, he seems so normal for growing up in, like, a, a, a rich family with, like, great athletes. And, like, he's definitely lived the life that we all wish we could have, for sure. You didn't you didn't live high on the hog under a silver plate? And be coached by Andre Agassi just for fun in my free time? No. 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 Uh, but yeah, he, he seems like a cool dude. Uh, was really sad when he got knocked out, but we, we love Corda. He'll be back. He's young. He's 
Adidas and like you know, good for Adidas. They finally got some. And good. he had like a outfit that was different than everybody else's. As he should, he should be like the Coco Golf of Adidas, where he has new shit other people don't have. I don't even know who's wearing Adidas now, other than Sissy Paz. Zvera. Again, I say I don't even know who's wearing Adidas. And Dominic Team, which oh, we miss him. We miss Dommy. Oh my god! All right, we do have a sad thing to talk about. Mm. Chris Everett. She has the ovarian cancer. She is going to be good. Uh, but, you know, cancer's never good. It's ovarian cancer A, C. No, it's stage 1C, which is highly treatable. She has said that herself. So I'm sure she'll be good. She's clearly a fighter. Um, so. so backhanded compliments would like to wish uh, Chris, you know, the best. well and hope... Hope she gets through this, and we know she will. Yeah, she'll she'll be good, and, uh, you know, let's pray for the best. So, but next, we have to talk about Martina Navratilova. Her and her wife are going to be on The Real Housewives of Miami. Are we nervous? Yeah, a little. I, I, yeah. I mean, the Hiltons were on The Housewives of Beverly Hills, and they looked like idiots. And they're bazillionaires. Now, Martina, she's rich, but she's not a bazillionaire. So what is she going to do with her, with her thoughts? I don't know. I, I, I'm worried for her. She's, she's made some very controversial statements recently. She's obviously an icon. Mm-hmm. Um, changed the sport. Changed a lot of people's lives. Changed her nationality. Uh, and good for her. She, she fled a regime that, that was scary. Um, came to America and, you know, changed her whole life, her whole tra- trajectory of her life. So, uh, I don't know. I'm I, nervous. I'm nervous for her. I think if she wants to stay a legend, this is pro- she should just steer, steer clear from this and let her wife do it and just stay out of it. But you know she's going to be paid every time she's on camera, mm. so... Money talks. I anticipate two things. I anticipate, one, a divorce. Mm. Because reality TV never ends well. And number two, I really see her showing her ass and all of the things that we don't want to see in someone. And um, that is just the biggest reason that I'm going to be viewing that show this year. Because who doesn't want to see someone show their ass? Yeah, I can't wait to tune in. The other thing that I recently saw on Twitter is that Sophia Kennan is no longer with Fila. Good for you, girl. But she is wearing free people. You know what I have to say about that? It ain't faux free. Ain't nothing free about free people. Oh, my God. It is so expensive. One of our students that we coach loves Lulu and loves free people. And I'm like... Bro, that's expensive. That is like your college tuition. <laughs> Oof. But, but hey, but hey, girl. Whoever give you that money, get it. Um, yeah, for real. Um, and Kenan, good for you. But where are you? Uh, at home. Back in Florida. All right. The next funniest thing I saw on Twitter today was Danielle Collins' interview. Oh, and who sent it to you? Coach Sarah. She's always there for it. All right, so ready? Listening closely. Be the best at whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and if I'm, I always try to be the best at whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and if I'm not, I still tell myself I'm the best. <laughs> you got to believe it, right? I mean, <laughs> I always try to be. Uh, 
So I think we can all agree that we love her crazy energy. Oh, it like the laugh. <laughs> the laugh. She I'm gives dying. me like witch vibes. But like the witch you want to be your best bitch. Yeah, like I would not want her against me. I want her to be my fairy godmother, but like she totally like ruins some of my shit. But she'd be like a little evil. Yeah, she'd be like, you're fat. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Collins is, um, she's funny. She feisty. She's feisty and... I'm trying to think of another word that starts with an F. She's freaking funny. And she freaking hits the ball hard. Dang, she's freaking funny. Yeah, so, I mean, we had breaking news earlier. We just watched her win. So, love that a former college player is through to the quarters now of uh, the Australian Open. We love that for her. Yeah, she had a good run here. A couple years ago, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other thing about Collins is that interview... It sounds crazy, and it sounds like, yeah, if I'm not the best, i got to tell myself I'm the best. Yeah, no, that's the reason she's a professional. Because all these people, they don't just fly by the seat of their pants and say, like, I hope I make it to the Australian Open. They have to tell themselves, I am better than everyone. I am smarter, I'm faster, I'm prettier, I'm skinnier, I'm smarter. Oh, did I say that already? Uh, that's me and Sarah. Um, they have to say these things, and if they don't, then they don't make it. Only one person ever has ever been, like, so modest it was painful. Kim Kleisters. And she was just goddamn good at tennis. But she she probably even had it where she said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn good. Uh, we talked about this last week, how all of these professionals need to be a little crazy. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's why Collins does well. Like, she could easily, if she had bad mental, her game would not be that good. But she believes it. She tells herself. I am good. Yeah, she believes it. I mean, you cannot have the crazy look of I'm going to rip a winner on this match point on the second serve in your eyes when you're about to make the quarters of a Grand Slam and not believe I am the best tennis player to ever walk this earth. Yeah. Yeah, like you can see it. She she believes it. She owns it. And you know what? I'm not so sure she's not the best tennis player. Uh, she, hot take, I think she's going to win the Slam. She might. She is so good. She could beat any... Like, I don't know anyone that she, like, can't beat. On any given day, she could beat anybody. She could. And I... I'm, I'm rooting for her. Um, I'm sorry. This is not something we've talked about, but I saw this on social media and I thought it was hilarious. Our girl, Garbinier. We haven't talked about her at all on this podcast. I love to hate her. Um, I actually don't hate her. I love to love her. Yeah, she's really good. She's, like, a model... She, I feel like she's good for the sport. She's a dancer. Because, you know, she just, she is somebody that lives in the drama of the tennis. And Does she? It's, it's, she always says bitchy things in her interviews. So, who did she lose to? Tell me. Um, oh, it was a girl. It Thank was a, you. It was a woman. Uh, yep, a we do not do mixed singles. There was 127 other I can choose from. Um, hold on. We are Googling. Sarah, tell me more. We are going to Google. So she was asked about who she lost to, their chances in the next round. And she goes, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I'm not going to comment on that. I don't care. And I was like, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Why does she need to be like, oh, my God, I think she's going to do so well just because she beat me. 
I will tell you who it was, and you can see who it was. It was Alize Cornet. Oh, it was Cornet. She's right in front of me right now. I don't know how I didn't put that together. Now, I got to say, Muguruza might have been a little hashtag bitchy, but also... But I love it! Cornet brings out the worst in everyone. Okay, also, how did Hallam not just get that drop shot? You could do better. She's like the fastest woman She's, on tour. It's because she married a billionaire. That's right. She's like, I don't even need to try anymore. And you know what, Hallam? <laughs> Good for get, you. Get that money. Good for you for coming down to Australia, because if it was me, I would <laughs> literally be living in Fiji. I would be like, hi, billionaire husband, can you make me a Grand Slam here? I'd be like fat, happy, and like with my fake molded metal Grand Slams. Yeah, I feel like a hot take. Halep is going to retire super early and be like, yeah, I'm a billionaire now. Yeah, like why would, I mean like, I just, another hot take of just watching tennis live. These athletes are so strong. Cornet is jacked. She is a muscle. Like one literal muscle. I have never looked at her and thought, you're strong. But this Australian open camera work has been great. It is H freaking D. Yeah, they are zooming in. They are doing a lot. Cornet is absolutely jacked. It is unreal. Wait until she like takes her shirt off and gets fined and she changes her shirt. She's abs- Absolutely freaking ripped. Oh, yeah. What did you think about that? Oh, that was so funny because it was, like, so antiquated. Where they're like, hi, women, keep your clothes on. And if, like, you see your stomach, we're going to have to find you. (laughs) She was literally like, I'm more clothed in this sports bra than I am in a bathing suit. Which I'm allowed to post pictures in all the time. And by the way, when I go to Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition... It's cool, bruh. How crazy is it that both of Cornet's quads are taped to the max? My quad! It looks like she's wearing bike shorts. You know what? Cornet, gonna be a tough match for you against Halep. Girl, get them running shoes on because you in But guess what? We're rooting for Cornet. I love Babylon, baby. Team Babylon, Team Strike, and... I gotta say, she's just, like, always pissing people off, and that's just funny. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. Is it how she looks? I think she just, like, gives that vibe of, like, hi. Like, I don't know. How crazy, though, that she has the longest streak of slams played and hasn't been to the quarters in one. Think about all that money she's won without possibly even have wanting around yeah it's wild crazy yeah and she's had a great career like cornet is successful but never made the quarters she and i had dinner together once really um not really uh we were once at the same buffet in mexico and um that was about it she walked right past me and i said i've seen her before (laughs) it was quite a quite a Act, uh, quite a talk in my head. That's crazy. It was a buffet. Buffet style. Wow. Acapulco Princess sponsor. Well, Kevin, I I think we're on to our our latest news, which is a not that much of a shock. Not of a not a shock and it's kind of a sad goodbye, but like I don't believe in goodbyes. I hate when people are like, it's a see you later. This is a CC later. <laughs> 
You like that? I did. So, Cece Bellis has put on Instagram or Twitter, one of the twain we shall meet, and that she has retired from tennis. But she didn't say retired. She said, I'm not going to play tennis anymore. So, she's, you know, an MBA. She's going to get these business degrees, all these things. It's great because her dad's a billionaire in the tech world. Oh, did I say that? Um, so, she's retired from tennis. And it makes me think back to the day of your... Um, that was the old days, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I got it. Sarah's not that old. But back to the days of yore where Cece Bellis was the next one. And then number two was Kayla Day. She was that left-handed girl from Sacramento. And she was really good. And then we had this girl, Caroline Dolhide. And she was really good, too. But, like, she wasn't that girl. But she was the next, next girl. And then Cece had elbow injuries. And then Kayla couldn't win a match. Changed racket brands. Did all this. Did all that. And then we look at 2022. Who's in Australia playing tennis? Not Cece. And? Not Kayla. It's Caroline. And I am so happy for her because she was not the redheaded stepchild, but like she was the forgotten one. And she is killing the game. I'm pretty sure still in the doubles draw, doing halfway decent in the singles. And... It just goes to show that you don't have to be, like, the highestly touted-est, under-12s player ever. You just gotta do the damn thing. Well, everyone, we have finished this week's episode, but we are coming up with so much more content because guess what? The Australian Open is only halfway over. There's so much more drama, so many more hopeful outfits, and um, just, just be ready for episode number three. About to drop the day after... The finals, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Also, guys, if you want to write in to behandedcompliments at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter, uh, just look up Backhanded Compliments and Instagram Backhanded Compliments. You can send us a message on any of those platforms and with like what your hot takes are. Like what is your Australian Open hot take or your tennis hot take or what you would like to see in 2022 from the ATP and WTA, or hey, even the PTPA. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you want to see something from them other than just, uh, you know, having Novak run the show there. I, d- I don't know. Whatever your hot take is, we want to hear it. We want to discuss it, and we want to get you guys involved. Let's keep ripping some backhanded compliments. See you next time. Bye.